What's up, guys? Welcome to Enjoy the Sass. My name's Faith, and I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm so excited to have you here with me today. It truly means the absolute world to me that you would choose to spend any of your time listening. So thank you so, so much. If you're new here, this is a podcast where we talk about all the things and we throw in a little sass along the way. So I hope you're down for the journey. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at enjoy the sass where you can stay up to date with everything going on in my life and in the life of the podcast. The other way to stay up to date with what's going on on the podcast is to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts on Apple Podcasts lately. I go back and forth. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, I would love it if you would give Enjoy This Ass a five-star review or rating. It would mean a lot. And I read every single one. So if you feel like it, go give us a rating or a review and share us with your friends. That would be really awesome, too. The other thing that you can do that would be really awesome is head to my website, enjoythesass.com, where you can also listen to old episodes, check out a little bit more about guests, read my show notes, and buy merch. That's right, we have Enjoy the Sass merch. You've probably heard me talk about it before, but I will forever say that my Enjoy the Sass crew neck, which I am currently wearing, is one of the most comfortable crew necks that I own. I love a good crew neck. We all love a good crew neck, but this is a good one. It's so cozy and comfy. I'll be wearing it all winter long and I would love to match with you. So if you go order an Enjoy the Sass crew neck or any Enjoy the Sass merch, tag me on Instagram. I would love to see you rocking your merch out in the world. Again, it's at Enjoy the Sass on Instagram and enjoythesass.com slash merch to get all of your Enjoy the Sass swag. You guys, without further ado, we're going to jump into this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Enjoy the Sass. Y'all, it's been so long since I have recorded an episode. I just, I honestly, I have missed it a lot, but also I've just had so many things going on that I can't wait to share with you. So let's just, we're just going to get started. I feel like a YouTuber, when they sit down, the title of the vlog is Life Update. That's going to be the title of this episode because I have a lot of things to update you guys on. And I also want to talk about those things in a context that I think is very relevant to approaching 30 slash being in your 20s and all the things. So let's just let's just get into it, shall we? First life update. Remember back in May when I said I took a quick trip to LA. Can't wait to share with you all about it. Well, if you follow me on Instagram, you already know I was on a game show. That's right. I was on You Bet Your Life with Jay Leno. Now, if you all recall a guest I had on the podcast named Abby, that's how Abby and I met. We were both contestants on a game show and we connected and I asked her to come on the podcast. So fun little connection there. But a lot of people have asked me how I got on this game show, what it was like, all the things. And I figured it was only right if I used my podcast to talk about it because I finally can. (laughs) Because the episode came out in September and it was put on YouTube just about... A month ago, I would say. So the link to the episode will be in the show notes of this podcast episode, so you can go check it out. But 
I wanted to kind of break it down from start to end for y'all, um, because not a lot of people talk about the process of going on a game show, and I had no idea when I signed up what it would be like. So, You Bet Your Life is a trivia game show hosted by Jay Leno. It's a research of a show from, I think, from the 70s that was hosted by Groucho Marx um, that went off the air in the 90s, I believe. And then they just brought it back last year with Jay Leno. So my mom and I have been watching the show from season one, the very first episode that came out in September of 2021. And we love trivia in our house. Um, We love trivia and we go to trivia at the local brewery and my dad and I and some of my coworkers go. um, And then I love, you know, just like sharing trivia facts randomly. So mom and I watched the show almost religiously. It came on at 6.30 p.m. on Fox here in our area. And we would watch it every night and we would try and answer all the questions right. And we just would have so much fun with it. It was, it was like a, a callback to when you would sit down at a scheduled time to watch a show because we don't really do that much anymore. Um, unless you're watching the news or a sports game or something, you know, everything is streaming nowadays. So it was something my mom and I really bonded over. And finally, one day after the show ended, um, for that day, I had gotten every single question on that episode, which is about 10 questions, I think between four contestants. Um, I'd gotten every single one right, and I said, Mom, I think I could go on this show. And they always post the casting, you know, if you'd like to be on the show, go to blah, blah, blah. So I said, I think I could do this. I think that I could go on this show and win all of the money, which is about $5,000 that you split with a partner. So I went and grabbed my laptop and went on the website, filled out the little questionnaire application. It asks you a lot of questions. Some of them are, you know, the usual, how old are you? Are you eligible to work? Um, you know, has anyone you know ever been on this show? Those kinds of questions, standard standard questions, I felt, um, almost like a job application. But then there were questions like, what's the most unique job experience you've ever had? And if you know me, my go-to answer for that is usually to talk about when I worked on a TV show and we would play a game where we guess the weight of skin um, in skin buckets. So, of course, naturally, I wrote that answer down. Um, So, went, submitted the application. This was maybe a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something. Submitted the application thinking... It's, I'm never going to get a call, you know, I'm never going to get a call and it's just, this is just fun. We'll see if anything comes of it. Well, the next day I get a phone call from California from someone who says, hi, I'm with casting for You Bet Your Life and I would love to talk to you about your application. And I was blown away. I, I thought surely it would be months and months if ever that I heard So I got a phone call. We had a little chat, you know, kind of like a personality check to make sure that I read the same on the phone as I did on my application. And she said, okay, I think you're great. We're going to set up a Zoom call. 
with one of our producers. So a few days later, I had a Zoom call um, with one of the producers, ran through kind of similar questions to the application, told her some stories. Of course, I'm 29. I've never been on a date. And that was a big thing. (laughs) So that was one of the things that we touched on in the interview. And after that, I thought, okay, you know, that was cool. They said, you might hear back in about three weeks. Well, three weeks goes by, four weeks, six weeks. I think about two months, two, maybe three months went by. This was around February time that I had applied. And about two months, three months goes by. I am, you know, I I have low hope at this point until one day, right after I tore my ACL in April, um, I was sitting in my office trying to get a schedule an MRI, actually. Um, and I get a call from California. And it goes to my, it's, it goes to silent because it was a number I didn't recognize. And I get a text that says, Hey, this is so-and-so with you bet your life. I'd love to talk to you about getting you scheduled to fly out to LA for the show. And so I hung up after I scheduled my MRI, I called him and he said, hi, you'll be flying out to LA between this day and this day. And I said, okay, wow, this is real. We're going on the show. So fast forward about a month. I fly out to LA for three days on the ground on Monday, back home Wednesday. Shoot day was Tuesday. So I flew to LA at the end of May to go be on the show. And It was quite unique of an experience. I've never done anything like this before. I've never been on TV. I've had my name in the credits of TV shows, singular, but I've never been on TV before. I'm used to being behind the scenes. So we spend the day, you know, COVID protocols are all in place. So we're wearing masks up until the very time that we walk onto stage. We walk onto stage and meet Jay Leno for the first time. Well, I'll rewind just a little bit. So we were split into two groups going in and one group was going to be the person who could potentially be your partner on the show. So in the hotel lobby at 6 a.m., I walked down and there's a lot of people in the lobby. We're all dressed very nicely because you had to show up for the bus show ready. So we're all in the lobby show ready. And I'm like, these are are the people that I'm going to be on TV with possibly. And none of us know really what to expect. So nobody's talking to each other. We're all just waiting. It's very silent. It's very early. And across the lobby, I see this guy and he looks just like Robert De Niro. And for some reason, probably Holy Spirit was like, that's going to be your partner. I don't know what in me said, that's going to be your partner. And I just knew. And then sure enough, we were split into our two buses because they kept us separate the entire time, except for when we were in the lobby at the hotel, because they couldn't really control that. So we're split into the two buses. We take the long bus ride from LAX area to the studio. We go in, they do all the COVID things, test us, all the things. 
and then we're split into two curtained off areas where we just have to sit in there with our masks on and we can talk to the people in our little room. But of course, we're all like, what's happening? We don't really know. Are we allowed to talk? Are we allowed to do anything? It was very uncomfortable and awkward, but everyone was super nice. So then we get corralled into a rules and regulations meeting where they talk through all the rules of the game. They talk through the standard practices. They kind of break down, you know, when you're going to get paid, what to expect, when it might air, all the things, all the things. Very scary. Lots of legal jargon. We had to sign a lot of paperwork. Basically, we could not talk about being on the show until our show aired. So I filmed in May and I was not allowed to talk about it until September. Of course, if you knew me, you knew that I talked to you about it because how could I not? But I wasn't allowed to publicly talk about it. So we have those meetings and then we go back into the rooms and we're in our little zone A and B. And then you just wait to get called to go. There was no, they didn't tell us when we might go. You could have been there for three hours or six. They split it between before lunch and after lunch. And I was so grateful. I was before lunch. So that meant that we were released early for the day, right after they fed us, which was great. So before you go, they checked our outfits, made sure we looked good. Of course, I had vetted my outfit quite a lot before because you have to look good when you go on TV. Don't want to look, you know, like a scrub or anything. Um, So I had my outfit planned, ready to go. They said, okay, you look great. I worked really hard on my makeup that day just to make sure because I didn't want to look, you know, crusty on TV. And then when they say, okay, Faith, you're up. You go get your makeup checked one final time. They do some touch-ups if you need it. Steam your outfit if you need it. And then we had to sit and wait to go to the stage. And sure enough, I walk out to get mic'd up. And guess who's my partner? The Robert De Niro guy. This man looks exactly like Robert De Niro. It's very uncanny. And guess what his name is? Robert. Yeah, crazy. He gets paid to impersonate Robert De Niro. So we get ready to go out on stage. We meet Jay Leno. We walk out for the actual recording of the show. It takes like 15 minutes. It's super fast. You wait all this time. Then you record. We won money. You wish that you got paid right then, but you don't. I got paid I haven't gotten paid. By the time this airs, I have yet to be paid for this show. You get paid after your show airs, about three months after, actually. So I'm still waiting to get paid for You Bet Your Life. I won't spoil my results just in case you haven't watched it, but you can send me a DM. We can talk about it once you watch it, or if you don't want to watch it, send me a DM. We'll talk. But I went on the show. We We did our thing come off the stage, chat with Robert as we're walking back, sign our lives away yet again about our winnings. Um, And then they fed us lunch and we went back to the hotel. And that was the extent of my time on TV. Isn't that crazy? It's pretty wild, the process. I had to COVID test twice between the Friday before and the day of 
getting to LA, um, had to test twice. And I'm pretty sure in our group, there were a few people who did not get to go on the show because they ended up with COVID between the time of the first test and the second one, which is unfortunate. Hopefully they get to go back. I don't know how that works, but fast forward from May, I'm not allowed to talk about being on the show publicly, so I couldn't tell you guys. I've been waiting for the time where I could tell y'all. Fast forward from May to I get an email a week before my episode is going to air. And it says, congrats, your episode's going to air because there's always a chance that it won't. They said that they'd never had anyone whose episodes didn't air, but they said that there was a chance. So you got an email beforehand. We were all getting antsy. Everyone in my group is just waiting and waiting to get the email um, about our episodes airing. And we get the email a week before. That's when I shared it on Instagram for the first time because finally I was allowed to let y'all know so you could tune in. It was September 22nd. It was supposed to be on September 22nd. Well, in Texas, or at least in my area, on Fox, they moved the slot for You Bet Your Life over the summer. TMZ took the 630 spot. Honestly, how rude. (laughs) But TMZ had taken the 630 spot, so now You Bet Your Life airs at 1.30, 1, 1 o'clock and 11.30 p.m. 1 p.m. and 11.30 p.m. So more like a traditional talk show or like daytime game show. Um, I think it comes on right after 25 words or less, which is an interesting little fun show as well uh, with Meredith Vieira. So now in my area, You Bet Your Life airs at 1 p.m. or 11.30 p.m. So we don't know which time slot we're going to air So I'm at work with Hulu Live on my computer waiting for the one o'clock spot. It was not me. It was not my episode. It was another episode. So we say, okay, well, I guess that means we've got to stay up till 1130 time slot to watch. Well, we did. I was so tired. (laughs) I was so tired. I almost gave up a few times, but for some reason, something happened with the TV schedule as it does that made everything run an hour behind a whole hour. So 1130 comes, they roll from the news, the 10 PM news to big bang theory, which was the next thing to be on TV. And then it starts getting later and later. And I'm like, I can't stay up. I can't do it. I'm, I am so tired. I have to go to bed. We'll just watch it tomorrow. It's recording. Well, I start panicking because it's no longer, you bet your life. It's already rolled through the time slot. So I'm pressing record on every single possible option up until like, I think I did till like 2 a.m., because I just wasn't sure what time it was going to air. But mom and dad were like, no, you have to stay up. You have to stay up. So we stayed up. It was 12.30 a.m. when the show aired. And there I was on TV next to a Robert De Niro impersonator and Jay Leno and Kevin Eubanks. And it was a party in our house. It was honestly pretty amazing. I was very uncomfortable because I'm not good at seeing myself on TV or on camera. I don't even listen back to my podcast episodes. That's how uncomfortable I am with myself. So 
I grinned and bared it, watched it, you know, took pictures, screen recorded as much as I could, and promptly went to bed right after. <laughs> Around 1 a.m. is when I went to bed. And that was that was me being on the show. Of course, not very many people could watch it of my friends and family because it rolled late. Now, anywhere else in the States probably was able to see it on time if they were watching. But in the Austin area, we got to see it at 1230 or not at all. And then because I couldn't record You Bet Your Life, it was Big Bang Theory that recorded. So that was a whole adventure. But fast forward, it took about three weeks for it to finally drop on YouTube. So like I said, I'll put the YouTube link in the show notes so that you can go and watch. But now I'm just a game show star, not a star, but I'm just a game show contestant on YouTube now, um, which is crazy, but it was quite an adventure and so fun and a fun story to be able to tell. And I'm glad I finally can talk about it here. Like I said, if you've got any other questions or you want to know anything else, I'm definitely here to answer all the things. And if you want to go be on a game show, I highly recommend it. I honestly would love to be on so many more. It was a lot of fun and definitely worth the experience. Also, I got to meet Jay Leno, which was really cool. I never have been a huge Jay Leno person, but my parents, you know, have seen him a couple of times do stand up, which was cool. Um, so it was fun to kind of have my own Jay Leno experience to add to our stories. And also, how fun is it to just say that you have met someone like Jay Leno, who's a, a TV legend. So that's my game show update for you guys. Crazy, fun experience. 10 out of 10 would recommend going on a game show if you can, or if that's something that you're even interested in. So yeah, I was on a game show with Jay Leno. Crazy. All right. So I said that there were two updates. And here's the second one. It's not quite the grandiose story as being on You About Your Life, but it's still a very exciting story nonetheless. You guys, I bought a house. That's the news. That's the update. Like I said, Instagram found out about this a lot sooner than you guys did, and I'm sorry for that. But when I say that it has been a very fast process, that is not dramatic at all. I started looking for a house under the wise counsel of my mom who said, you know, I think it's time you look for a house, look into buying a house. You're almost 30. You're doing decently financially. Let's just kind of start making some moves and seeing what's out there. So I got pre-approved for a loan, which definitely recommends doing that wherever you're going to go to get pre-approved, I would recommend doing that early in the process. So before we even looked at any houses, before we even started looking too seriously online either, I got pre-approved to see what I qualified for for a loan. That process is not a very lengthy one at all. So it was super easy and it gave us a baseline for what we could look for that I could afford to get a loan for, for a house. So I got pre-approved for a loan probably mid-September. I would have to look 
at my text messages or emails um, to figure out the exact day. But around mid-September, honestly, pretty close to when my episode of You Bet Your Life came out, which this is not a spoiler. They're not correlated. Buying a house and going on a game show do not correlate with each other. I already told you that you don't get paid for your winnings until months after. So the two do not correlate. But mid-September started looking for houses after I got pre-approved. And y'all, I learned that the housing market, the housing industry is just a wild and crazy thing. There are so many, so many things that you have to consider, that you have to look at, you have to apply for, that you have to sign just all the things. There's so many things. I definitely don't recommend going at it alone. Find good, trustworthy people. Thank God I have amazing parents, my mom and my broker and just everyone in my life who was so supportive through the whole thing. I I could not have done it without any of them. So definitely don't recommend going on it, going at it alone. But if you're going to go through it, in the end, it's worth it. (laughs) I will say coming out of the other end of it, it's worth it. So I got pre-approved. We started looking for houses. There were a lot of duds out there, you know, and I ranged the gamut on what I wanted, if I wanted to build, if I wanted to buy something, you know, we went back and forth, flip-flopped around locations, flip-flopped everything, lots of, lots of conversations, lots of Zillow searches. The amount of time I spent on Zillow is insane. But finally, we we found a few houses that we wanted to come and look at. And so we scheduled the, the viewings. And the day before, this is the cool part of the story, I think. The day before we were going to go look at houses, I just was, you know, on Zillow one more time, just seeing what else there was, if there was anything. And I found this house. And as soon as I looked at it, I fell in love with it. The neighborhood, the look of the house, the backyard, everything about it, I just loved. And so I sent it to my broker, um, who is my grandpa's wife, Joanne. She's amazing. I sent it to her and I said, hey, um, this one is close by to what else we're looking at. Can we maybe go see this one as well? And she scheduled it so that we could go and see it. And mom and I drove to the houses that we were going to go look at. I think it was on a Tuesday. Everything seems to happen on Tuesdays. Um, But we went to look at the first house. It was okay. It was, you know, it was a nice house, but it was a little older. And it just didn't, didn't feel quite like what I was looking for or what we would be comfortable with me, you know, putting that money into. So we went to see that house and then we, it worked out that the house that I fell in love with was the second house that we came to see. We walked in and immediately I, I just loved it. I loved the atmosphere. It was clean. It felt nice. It's new. All the things that you could hope for that I had seen online, it looked like. And we all fell in love. 
with this house, I think. I think it was love at first sight. It was love at first sight when I saw it online, and it was love at first sight when I saw it in person. So we we just loved this house. So we, you know, we walk around, we look around, we just ooh and ah, and then we had one more house to go see. So it happened to be in the same neighborhood, just on the other side. It was a little older. It was about a, a year older. So we go and look at that house and it is just not it. <laughs> it was hard for it to be it after I had seen the house that I wanted. Um, but it was just not, it was just not working out. We did not, we did not like it at all. Um, it was not the one. So we knew that very clearly. We didn't stay there long, but we stood out in the parking lot and talked about the second house and how we could make it work because it was a little over my budget, but we found a way and started the process that day to see what it would take for me to buy this house. So I think that that was on a Tuesday. On Wednesday, we wrote up the offer to send to the buyers, or sorry, to the sellers. We wrote up the offer to send to the sellers as the buyer, and we didn't hear back, and normally you would hope to hear back quickly. Uh, We didn't hear back on Thursday or Wednesday, for that matter, Um, but I found out on Friday as I'm leaving work that they are reviewing everything. They're not trying to dilly-dally or delay. Um, One of the sellers just happens to be out of the country, so he is traveling and, you know, in and out of time zones and reception and all the things, but that, uh, that they were strongly considering our offer. They just needed some time. So that was about five o'clock on Friday afternoon that I got the phone call about just hold tight. You'll probably hear later today, kind of a thing. Well, by 5.30, I got a call from Joanne that they had accepted the offer. Y'all, when I tell you I cried, I cried a lot. Um, I couldn't believe it because we literally saw the house on Tuesday and it was Friday and we were buying a house now. Now it's real. They've accepted the offer. We're buying a house. And I just could not believe it. Um, So that Friday, you know, I'm ecstatic. I'm going to hang out with friends. So we're celebrating. It's exciting. And then the process of buying a house begins. The paperwork the underwriting for the loan, the, you know, the buying process is a lot. And like I said, I'm very grateful to have people in my life who can help me through that because I was overwhelmed. Let me tell you. And I really don't think I stopped feeling overwhelmed or have stopped. Honestly, (laughs) it's a new slew of emotions every day, but I don't think that I've stopped feeling overwhelmed since we started this process. But overwhelmed in good and bad ways. It's very stressful to buy a house. It's very stressful to go through the process of what feels like signing your life away. (laughs) What feels like you're putting all of your money into someone else's hands. It's scary. It's terrifying, but really a cool experience as well. I, one, I would not trade for anything. And honestly, I can't wait to be able to do it again now that I've done it, but you know, 
in the future. Far. <laughs> Far. Because it's expensive to buy a house. So fast forward from the beginning of October, I would say, is when we put the offer in. The offer was accepted. And now we're on track to close. We thought, okay, everything's going very fast, very smooth. We're moving right along. We can close middle of October. Well, that didn't end up happening. So that was a bit of a bummer. I was really honestly excited to have trick-or-treaters for the first time ever. So I was hoping to be in the house by October 31st so that I could have trick-or-treaters on Halloween. That didn't happen, but that's okay. Next year, I will get to have trick-or-treaters for the first time ever in my own house. And I'm excited for that. But that was, you know, it wasn't meant to be. I'm really glad that we were able to keep the timeline that we originally set out for. And it worked out perfectly with schedules and everything, as it always will and always should. So November 1st was when we closed on the house. We came in the morning to do the final walkthrough and inspection, and everything was amazing. It was clean and just perfect. It was exactly what I remembered from the first time we saw it, the second time we came and did our inspection of the house to make sure everything was, you know, sound to finally on the day, it's time to sign all the papers and cut that final check. Well, first of many, but the final step in the buying process check to close on the house. So on November 1st, we came, we, we saw the house, we took the my little pictures that you all saw on Instagram, at Enjoy the Sass if you're not following, that um, we took that day where I stood in front of my house and I made the announcement that I bought a house and then we signed all the papers. They say that it's gonna be this huge stack of papers and it was a huge stack, but it wasn't as bad as I thought. I thought it was gonna be a lot more, but it is a lot of times to sign your name and not gonna lie, by the end, my signature was probably not looking like what it did at the start because that is a lot of times to sign your name. Lots of papers, lots of stuff that I barely understood, if I even understand it, to be quite honest. But luckily I had all the people around me to help me through the process. So we closed on the house November 1st. We moved in that weekend. November 5th, 2022 was my first official day in my new house. And here we are on the day I'm recording this is November 21st. You'll hear this who knows when, in the next week and a half. So before the end of 2022, I've been in my house and it's amazing. It's everything that I hoped it would be. But when I tell you the roller coaster of emotions that come with the first time that I pulled into the garage of my house to the first time I drove to work from my house to getting my mail for the first time, to my friends coming over, to the first meals I cooked. I'm just this little sappy, sentimental person. So those things all felt very special and will continue to feel very special to me forever. I can't wait to put up my Christmas tree in my house and wake up on my 30th birthday in my house and all of the memories and things that will come with being a first-time home buyer and for this being my first ever house. 
I'm so grateful for them. I can't wait for all of the content that I'll get to do in this office space that I have. Y'all, it doesn't seem like big things to anyone else probably, but to me, it's huge. I never could have thought that this is where I would be at 30 or nearly 30. I think every day I process through a different emotion of this whole experience in a way that I never thought that I would. And something that I have been working through lately is combating the idea that I don't deserve to be here and that I don't deserve to be in this place where I am a homeowner and I'm a single girl and a single woman and you know, I'm doing these things on my own with amazing people around me to help me and support me through it. But these are my responsibilities. House payments, y'all, house payments and mowing the lawn and, you know, all the things, taking out the trash cans. Like those are things that I have to do and creating a home and an environment for myself is huge. And I think that the biggest lesson that I have taken away so far or that I want anyone who's listening to take away from my experience is this. No one can tell you when the right time for you to do something is. That's up to you. Someone once told me that the only limit, the only thing limiting you is you. I'm the limit to myself. I hold myself back from things. Nobody else has that power over me. So no one else can tell me when or how or what I should do. So if you've ever thought, you know, I'd really like to do XYZ thing, but XYZ reason why I shouldn't or can't or won't, You have to step back and say, you know what? Why? I can do those things. 16-year-old Faith would have said, I want to go to college. I want to graduate high school. I want to go to college. I want to find a husband. I want to buy a house, get a dog, have some kids, and that be my life. Clearly, that's not the way that my life has panned out to be. But I could choose to look at where I am now and say, man, I'm so far behind where I thought I would be at 29 years old. Or I can say, my goodness, look at how far I've come. I did the things. I graduated from high school. I graduated from college. I've had really amazing jobs and experiences in my life. I've gone on mission trips. I've studied in LA. I've worked on TV shows. I've been on a game show. I've bought a house. These are things that I can be proud of while still hoping and praying one day for the things that I don't have yet. So it took something like buying a house as a single woman for me to realize I'm the only one putting the expectation of where I should be on myself. Yes, We should have expectations for ourselves and we should hold ourselves to standards. 
but it's not fair to me. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to anyone to ever say, well, I can't do this because I can't buy a house because I'm single. I can't travel because I'm single. I can't insert any dream or goal that you have. Guess what? You're not waiting on someone else to make those dreams come true. You're waiting on yourself. I'm speaking to me here, y'all, because I'm discovering things that I never thought that I wanted or could have because I have stopped believing that I have to wait on someone else to make those things happen. I'm waiting on myself. If God gives you a desire in your heart, he's going to make a way for it to happen. Now, certain things you may have to wait for. I've got to wait to get married because the right person hasn't come along yet. But I don't have to wait on the things that I want, the dreams that I have for myself, just because I don't have someone else in my life yet. Those aren't things that are reliant on me being married. So it's time to squash the stigma that you can't do things as a single woman that you expected to be doing as a married woman. Stop believing for the one day and start working towards your dreams now and your goals now because the only one that's stopping you from making them happen is you. It took a big milestone in my life like buying a house, because that is a big milestone for me to realize that I don't have to wait for the milestones. They're waiting on me. So don't wait on the milestones. <laughs> Run after them, full speed after them, because it's worth it. I can't believe I get to do what I get to do and be where I am. But the only reason that I can do that is because I've started running towards what I want. So, <laughs> If you made it this far in the episode, thanks so much for listening. I really hope that you got something out of this or you just enjoyed a fun story about me being on a game show. Um, This certainly took a turn that I wasn't expecting, but I am grateful for it because I felt like I was speaking to myself that whole time. So if you enjoyed this, feel free to send me a message. I would love to chat with you about what's going on in your life, your dreams, your goals. I want to hear all about them and champion you as you follow those. So send me a DM, shoot me a text. My phone number is in the show notes. You can send me a text or an email, post at enjoythesass.com if you want to be a little more long form with it. As always, follow me at enjoythesass. Go check out the website, grab some merch. There's even a really cool journal if you want to journal and talk about your dreams that way. You guys, I'm so grateful for this platform and I'm so grateful for each and every one of you who listens. Thank you so, so much. Mom and dad, I love you. Thank you for helping me get here. Thank you for believing in me, championing me. I can't say enough how grateful I am. I love you. I love y'all for listening, for supporting this podcast. Stay tuned, guys. (laughs) I know I say it all the time, but stay tuned. Uh, We've got at least one more episode to close out 2022. And then we're going to come back stronger, better than ever for season five in 2023. So you don't want to miss that. Love you, mean it. Bye, guys.